You are tuned in to Lightworkers Lounge, tales of having a human experience in a spiritual world. said Stefan Jeff. What should we be called? SJ. SJ's advice column. Simple. Yeah. We have a question from someone. And we only got one. Everybody else just said, I love you. <laughs> there, ha- there has to be something more to that, though. I know. That, that story view didn't get as many views as the other. So I don't know what I said. Instagram actually took it down and said it went against the community guidelines. I don't mm. know what my sad mouth said. But... Just so you guys know, we would love to do a weekly advice column type of podcast episode. Do you remember those in the newspaper where you would write, dear newspaper, I think my husband is cheating on me. And this is the evidence that I have. What do you suppose I should do? Like, You know what I mean? I've seen them. you like pina coladas. I've seen Oh, is that, didn't that he guy write that? He talks about the classifieds. Oh, that's right. So I remember that. But, but I'm so used to podcasting today and things like we yeah. do that now I hear people do this same thing. It's essentially a fancy Q&A. <laughs> kind of, yeah. But more in-depth, not just questions like, what's your favorite color? What mm-hmm. are you wondering? Like, let's go deep. Send us a story of something that you're like, okay, can't afford a therapist, but I need an outside perspective. Because if you watched the Instagram live today, I was going to say, Scorpio's in love. We, <laughs> Baby J and I here, are the private detectives of the Zodiac. We literally talked about becoming private detectives for cold cases or for people who are like, I need evidence that my partner's cheating on me or something like that. With all my Virgo and all your Scorpio and our Scorpio moons, if anybody wants to bust somebody doing something, we're going to do it. You can pay us yeah. to do it. So this question I love, again, I don't know if you'll be able to, because we did get an email and it's a really cool question. So thank you. I don't know. I, she didn't say if she wanted her name being said, but thank you for sending this question. You'll know who you are when we read it. She says, hi, Steph. My question for you guys is how do I better navigate through powerful dreams in the real world? My dreams are so deep, they're vivid and real that sometimes I wake up feeling like I am still living in my dreams. They are very symbolic and I try my best to look up the meaning. However, I always feel like there's more of a message there that is not to be found on Google. Recently, I started a new routine of waking up and going for a walk first thing in the morning to help process and invite my body to this reality. And this has helped so much. I still would like to figure out, though, how to better understand these dreams and use them as a tool in my day to day. By the way, I'm a Taurus moon, Virgo sun, Scorpio rising. I was about to say, this must be like my twin sister or something. I feel you. She's pretty close. I remember telling you before, like, if I had vivid dreams going on a walk and then asking myself questions and trying to process it. She's your Virgo son Somehow (laughs) helped. So good on her. Yeah, that is a really good thing. And I'm glad you brought this up because I, the symbolism in my dreams as well is so powerful. Ask Baby J here. Where every day when we wake up, say, what do you dream about? Mm -hmm. What do I always say? What's the common thing I always say? Yours is always a school. School and university. Yeah. 
every single night. Yep. Even last night, we were living together in like a dorm that had a common area and people playing recreational sports outside, like a university setting. Mm -hmm. And it has been that for years. Even that dream I had of us fishing, we had left our dorm room to go to that river and fish. Yep. Yeah, that's always, I think, uh, just a little piece of advice from a Virgo everything is <laughs> what I've noticed with me and my dreams is to not try and get too detailed in my dreams, but to try and zoom out on that walk that she does, which is awesome. On that walk, zoom out of that dream because she vividly remembers it mm-hmm. and, and try and see what that common theme is and like start there. So like you, you realize... Like, wow, every single dream, sure, there's a lot of similarities, but the one theme that is always constant is university, school. Like, it's always that way with you. That, and I love this question because I really believe, even though we're moving away from spirituality a little bit here, your dreams are your most powerful tool of letting you know what could be subconsciously sabotaging you. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? So my dreams lately have been taking place at school and university, sometimes on a school bus. And yes, of course, we all want to go to dreammoods.com. It's just the number one thing that pops up when you Google dream interpretation. But I don't need to do that. I can read their definition, but if I sit and I think, and if I go on a walk and process it, it simply means I'm in a huge phase of learning. Mm -hmm. I'm growing, right? When we go to school, we're there to do what? learn lessons, graduate to the next grade, and then eventually graduate from university and take all those lessons we learned and apply it to the real world. And I am. I completely resonate with my own definition of that. I'm learning so much. I got to remove my age (laughs) aside, especially through our relationship. As I just said on that Instagram Live, you're the first person that I've ever let both feet all in, be in love with Mm -hmm. and that i'm going against generational patterns of love is bad love is never long lasting i've got to uproot those and fix those and so my dreams taking place at school simply tell me i'm in the trenches of learning and even if we weren't even in a relationship saying at 111 i i think i'd still be having these dreams because no matter what this is just a phase of my life that i am growing up really Really growing into an adult. Yeah. School. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It does. Mm-hmm. I think I think Virgos, like she may be, and with what it seems like she wrote, we get so caught up in the fine details of things that I think with with dreams and symbolism more so, and it's not just spiritual, it's it's very scientifically proven, the receptors that light up in the brain with dreams and stuff, but I think we get caught up in the details so much that we miss the big picture of the dream. And then that's why a lot of times we have these reoccurring dreams. They may not be the same, but they have the same theme. They have the same feel. They have the same faces. Um, You know, like for me, I don't know what the meaning is yet, but I don't put too much emphasis on it. A lot of my dreams are in other people's houses. Mm. Now I could be like, well, I grew up going to so many parties with my mom. People you know? No, I mean, a lot of times the dreams are in other people's houses that feel like our own, but they're not. Somebody else is there. You're always either with me or you're an energy, like if you're not with me, we're together, like we're dating in the dream, but it's always somebody else's house. And if like, 
if I really wanted to go deep on it, it could be like, well, is that because I grew up going to so many parties and never felt like I had a home because my mom was always taking us places? Is it because we live in so many different places? Um, but I just keep that in the back of my mind. I don't mm-hmm. put too much emphasis on it. Keep it in the back of my mind because I know that as the dreams reoccur and as I keep myself open to understanding it more, like I'll, I'll start to see, like you have with yours, what does this actually mean? Mm-hmm. So Yeah. And then some dreams I have that are super duper vivid, like what she's explaining. Mm-hmm. It could simply be because we watched a really fiery show or movie before bed. And this is my body's <laughs> way of saying, whoa, that was an intense episode. Mm-hmm. And I'm just releasing that. But what I would advise her to do is when you wake up after your walk or before, while it's fresh in your mind, write down the things that stuck out to you. Was there a really shiny spoon? Was there a monkey? Was there a university or a dorm? Like yeah. I see. And after a week or a month, make connect the dots. See what is a recurring symbol. If you keep dreaming about a monkey, like really dive into what that could mean. This yeah. is, I love her question because remember I had a lady come on the show last summer mm-hmm. to talk about dream symbolism. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was actually more scientific. Yeah, based. she was more scientific. She, based. she helped write the movie. Soul. Yes, she did. Yep. And it's all so powerful, your dream world. Yeah. And it could simply mean. When I was a fertility health coach, I worked with women who were just longing and longing for a child, and they would often have dreams of pregnancy tests, Mm -hmm. being negative or positive and being pregnant. A lot of swimming dreams with fish are common with fertility in women when you think of sperm swimming in the Mm -hmm. cervix. So her question is, how do I better navigate these powerful dreams? How can I, instead of waking up like, oh, my God, how can I use them as a tool in my day-to-day, in my self-growth? I think the what you just said would be my number one would be because she was saying as well they affect her like somewhat when she wakes up. They're that powerful that they affect her. I would say waking up, grabbing your glass of water, sitting down and doing like you said, kind of writing your, your dream journal out over over a period of time, going on your walk. And on your walk, I would recommend maybe not thinking so deeply about the dream. Like once you put it on paper and you have the details on paper and you're good with it, go out and try and and try and flip your brain to to something else. I don't know what it may be. Because I know that if you do get caught up so much on some things and we start to obsess on them, <clears throat> they start to really affect us, um, then we kind of miss out on the point of the thing. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. I completely agree with that. And, you know, it's funny when it's not, because there's a lot of jokes about this, how usually it's women have a dream that their husband cheated on them, and then they wake up, and they're like, I'm mad at you. And the husband's like, why? Been there. Because you cheated on me in my dream last <clears throat> night. And you're like, mm-hmm. that sucks. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that the metaphorical vision of me cheated on you in a mm-hmm. dream that you created in your mind. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's... And so, like, I've had gnarly dreams about you that we won't get into, but I always know it's me. Yeah. And some people run with it and think, well, this is a premonition. This is something that's trying to tell me. Is it? What's Mm -hmm. the deeper meaning behind that? Yeah. Yeah, the same same with me. I have dreams about you, but I know when I wake up and if I were to put my dream on paper that you... Um, whatever that emotion or whatever happened in that dream that has to do with you, 
I could easily look at it and say, oh, well, that's a fear I've had of whatever happening. Right. So, okay, I need to now add some tools to handle the fear of that part of my dream happening. Right. So this is a perfect example, and I don't mind putting myself on stage. Last Yesterday, I was just anxiety. I had chest pain, spiraling thoughts, mm-hmm. just classic cliche anxiety. And you have helped me through my anxiety for years now. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I, f- I feel so grateful, but instead I usually feel embarrassed mm-hmm. because I'm like, geez, you must think I am just a basket case when I every 90 days have these spirals. No. And so you rub magnesium on me. You say, what can I do? I mean, you're the perfect partner. But then when I finally do go to sleep and have a dream last night, <laughs> I had a dream that you said, I'm moving out. Mm-hmm. I'm done. And I walked in and saw you folding very Virgo neat, all your clothes and <laughs> underwear and socks on top of our dresser and I was like all the drawers are empty and holy shit you're actually like doing this and so you know some people would wake up and I'd be like you're leaving me mm-hmm. and I'm gonna stonewall you all day because I just know yeah my, my guides told me you're leaving yeah I can see it I had a premonition you're serious. Yeah, it's- but it's not I wake up and I say that's sad that mm-hmm. that that's me saying that I feel like my anxiety makes me unworthy mm-hmm Right. Yeah. And so I take that and say, wow, I got a little, I got a little knot I got to untie here in my subconscious because he's not going to leave. That's silly. But you must believe, Steph, that if you continuously have anxiety like this, that you're going to push him away to pack his clothes and leave. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which so is when, when we dream thought. of our partners cheating on us, I, you know, I want to say that sometimes people, really do have dreams of the oh, yeah. cheating and it's actually happening. But oh, regardless yeah. of the circumstance or what's going on, it could be just insecurities. Mm-hmm. That is the number one fear of everybody in love yeah. is you're going to abandon me for someone else who is better looking, better makes more money is taller, smarter, prettier. Yeah. That's everybody's dream. Every, yeah. I mean, fear. Yeah. Right. No. Yeah. And some people it's just more blown up. Other people it's like, yeah, that's a fear, but I'm more worried about them thinking I'm crazy because I have panic attacks. Yeah. Right. Pick your card, any card. And so I think cheating dreams can sometimes be premonitions, but they're either, they're just a call to have a conversation with your partner. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree with everything you just said. Your partner's not cheating. You just don't feel loved enough. So maybe dive deeper into, hey, my love language is this. Can you help me fulfill it more? I think, and then like when you talk about yours kind of giving this person insight on how your mind works and your psyche works with your dreams. And yeah, I know for a fact that there is not, I mean, what I helped you with after your surgery, what, what you deal with, um, you know, on certain cycles of the month, like whether it's anxiety or the way you feel or the way you, uh, (laughs) the way you talk to yourself sometimes it's funny, but it's not, I'm never going anywhere. So, yeah, when you do have those dreams and you're like, I had a dream you were packing your shit and you were leaving. It's like, okay, I'm just going to keep showing up to, to show you I'm not. Mm-hmm. While you work on processing yeah, what you feel in your dream. You and say, you need to show me more love. No. Make me feel, it's all me. It's a me yeah. thing. And it's like, okay, well, how can I? Yeah. I just, I guess I have that confidence in myself and in you and in us to be able to look at it that way. Where other people would corner you and say, are you leaving? Don't leave. Where are you going? Why are you packing? What was, <laughs> what was her big three again? Thank you for bringing that up because this is how I want to finish it. She is a Virgo sun, Taurus moon, Scorpio rising. 
That's that's a pretty good chart. But it's that's, a really good chart. But, but I can see how the dreams. This eclipse that still we're still in the thick of it. It mm. lasts for weeks. Happened on her rising and her moon, mm. especially on her moon. And oh. her moon tells us our inner world. Yeah, Taurus and Scorpios have been struggle busting. We just some. had the eclipse on the Taurus and Scorpio axis. So she's going through a massive transformation. So of course her dream world is going to be vivid during yeah. an eclipse and a full moon in her moon sign. Her lunar return this month was a full moon. And we all have wild dreams under a full moon period. But you add this into that, oh, she's changing. Yeah. Right? A lot of dreams are so interesting. And I've mentioned this a few times. What were you going to say? Did she have her birthday on there? No, to, she just no, said that. Okay, no birth year. I know. Now I want to dive deeper into yeah. her chart. Like, is it your 12th house? Is yeah. it your, what are we talking about here? Yeah. Wait, she's a Scorpio rising. So this would be her first and seventh house, just like me. Okay. So independence and relationships. Who she is as a person and who she is in partnership. I wonder if she's married or seeing someone. Interesting. Yeah, we need more <laughs> details, friend. But when I was... Married. Literally the moment after my honeymoon, all of my dreams took place at night in cold weather climates and snow, ice. I mean, like walking up slippery hills and just pitch black with a full moonlight. And that's it. All of my dreams. Hmm. And before that, everybody was jealous of me growing up like as a teenager and a young 20-something because all my dreams took place in summer and I would fly and I was on a Ferris wheel and I would eat ice cream in so many dreams. I loved going to sleep. Loved it. And I remember people would be like, what did you dream about last night? Cotton candy? <laughs> I was like, nah, Candyland. That's funny. Right? And so I never realized it until a year or two before my divorce, but I was like... Did you notice anything? Do you have any patterns in your dreams? Uh, I've never dreaded going to sleep, regardless of my dreams. But I don't remember. The only thing that I've struggled with at night was the whole Alice in Wonderland thing. But as far as like dreams, I don't really remember a pattern. I don't remember. Um, I do know that Virgo, just busy mind. It's really hard for you guys but, to dream. So the fact that she's dreaming. Yeah, good job. Taurus Moon helps her ground, but... No, I don't, I don't. I don't think there's ever been a pattern with me in my dreams. But again, females have so many more hormones. They have so many more receptors that are activated <laughs> yes. at certain times. So it's just, it's um, it's cool. Y'all have like a sixth sense almost. Have you ever had a nightmare that you woke up like sweating from? I think so, but I can't remember. But oh. I think I think I have, and I think it, it had to deal with. I wouldn't say sweating, but I woke up feeling like emotional and I think I told you about this I think it was a dream I had about something happened with the boys like mm -hmm. they died in my dream and like I couldn't in my dream I I had a realization that I will never get to hug them again mm. and like feel them and that thought mm. fucked me up in my dream so when mm. I woke up I was like oh my god like it lingered it was like what if I never got to hold somebody again oh god but never like a crazy nightmare where I was sweating and yeah. So wild. Have you? Not, I mean, if it is, it's about Jeffrey. Yeah. Dying. And I, I like, I, I welcome nightmares because it's your subconscious clearing out. Like when I have a dream, Jeffrey dies in a car in front of me. I'm like, okay, I released that from my neurons. Now I can move forward and not dread it every single day and worry about it. You know? Yeah. 
Worrying is praying for what you don't want. I like to release it in my dreams. I think most of my dreams, if I really think back, are always something that I need to make peace and accept. Yes. Because it's almost like, you know, like we say, we, we prepare the worst case, right? Somebody dies. We don't want to think of somebody dying. Like we don't want to think of Jeffrey yeah. dying. But if I can take myself there to the moment he's dying and feel that pain now, I can protect myself from having to feel it later. Yeah. So I think a lot of times my dreams are to make me feel what I need to feel now to maybe protect me for later or so the pain won't be so bad later. I don't know. I can see that. I This is so Scorpio of me, but when someone tells me they recently lost a pet or a family member, death, I'm like, okay, have they come to you in your dream yet? It, it happens every single time. I When I lost both my cats in one weekend, the freak weekend, I went to bed that night thinking, how the fuck? When you lose all your pets in one weekend in a freak accident, how do you just sleep Mm -hmm. like that? Like, this is so weird. But I eventually, after a few hours of crying, just dozed off. And I had the most vivid dream that she came to me and her body was thick and happy and healthy instead of withering away and full of bones. And she was purring. And it was the most real thing that I woke up and, like, touched my hand through the air like Casper. (laughs) I was like, whoa. And I've heard so many people who lose their mom or their dad or a sibling, they come to them in dreams and say, it's the realest thing. And they tell them, I'm fine. Yeah. Dreams are so cool. Oh, yeah. That's our brain. Yeah. Telling us things. It's. But I did tell a client this the other day when she was like, I know I need to fix something, but I don't know what. How do I figure out what I need to fix? Is she a Virgo? I think she was a statue. But I was like, well, your dream state will tell you. Start writing down symbols. But a lot of people say, but I don't dream or I don't remember them when I wake up. Yeah. Yeah, I think think the ones that I don't remember when I wake up are because I I wasn't ready to experience in, in this 3D world what it was trying to maybe tell me in that 5D. Is Something. it 5D or is it 8D? It could 10D, be. 10D, 9D. Could Who be. knows what it is? But I do think dreams help your subconscious figure out what needs to go, what needs to be cleaned, what needs to go back to the classroom. In the case of me, mm-hmm. where do I need to learn? I think my classroom dreams are just saying, hey, Steph, you're in a period of learning right now, so go easy on yourself. Yeah. Because you're going to graduate and you're going to move on. Just You're in school. Have fun with it. Don't dream of, well, when I graduate, I'm getting out of here. Just relax. Yeah. Enjoy the classroom. So I hope we answered your question, friend. Thank you so much for submitting that. That was really awesome. I know... I don't want to put you on the spot. Do it. But what if part of this was not a detailed reading, but like if she would have put her birthday and not just her sun moon rising we could have actually pulled the whole chart well we could have related her question more to what makes her who she is oh, and where she's going good idea and so we're, we're given a perspective from our perspective just knowing like well she's a virgo she's a taurus and she's a scorpio so i believe this may be why it's happening because we relate to those that that's us we're virgo scorpio taurus but if you had the people who submit their questions submit their birth chart submit their birth time and their info then it can really be like hey we can help you from our perspective but then you can also look at the chart and say 
well, our perspective is correct because blah, 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 blah. Because we would look at her Neptune. He rules dreaming. Where is he transiting? Where is he on her chart? What aspects does he have? And I'm sure there's... You should do this for a living. I'm sure there's people who, like, they haven't booked a call yet. Maybe they're, they're nervous about booking a call. Maybe they haven't done that. But this is a way for them to submit their questions, submit their birth chart, and maybe be picked. I love this idea. And I'm going to promote it on Cosmic Coconut now. So we're still going to do the advice column, but it's going to be a Zodiac horoscope advice column. So just like this girl did, when you submit your question, if you have your birth chart or your birth info, and we can pull your chart for you, submit that with your question so we can apply it. You are genius. I mean, and not everyone, that, that's the thing, is everyone knows they may not be chosen because there may be just too many, mm-hmm. but somebody oh, all of them. Somebody will have an opportunity to learn yeah. more about, yeah. about themselves. And the 12th house rules your dream state. So I want to see, like, where does your Taurus moon live? Yeah. It's in the 12th house and you had an eclipse on it. Oh, yeah, girl. Yeah. These dreams are going to be vivid for a little while. So I just thought that was an idea. But I was like, eh, I got to stop recording now. so I can go make an Instagram post about it. <laughs> Genius. Thank you for this question. I hope we helped you out. If you guys want to submit your Ask Baby J and Steph advice column question, email me at spowers at lightworkers-lounge.com. Baby J, where can they find you? I mean, th- I mean, they can find me in multiple <laughs> posts that you put up and tag me in, but you can find me at Jordan underscore Lawrence. Lawrence. Yep. We'll see you guys in a day or two tomorrow maybe a week who knows we'll be back tune in bye